Hello and welcome to Pardon My French, episode 29. I am Ingrid Delamarkeni and I am your host from beautiful Summery, Monaco. We took a long hiatus for the summer. I was traveling quite a bit and it makes it so difficult to be consistent um, with weekly episodes. Also, I think a nice break um, makes us miss each other, right? We're coming back with a vengeance on this episode. It's been long awaited. I've been wanting to have this amazing blogger, House of Lauren, on the podcast. Um, and not so much because she's a blogger. Uh, she's definitely not one of those people that I have any type of blogging exchanges with. This is rather a personal story for her. Uh, but the way that I met her is that she's approached me um, back in October of 2018 and asked to interview me for her blog and at the time um, and still today I didn't really look at you know blogs I was invited on or podcasts I was invited on as you know how notorious are they how good is it for my image I just decided to pretty much go on anything and everything that I liked and so Susan my director of operations went to look her up and she said look the blog is really pretty um, there isn't much there yet um, I think that this will be one of her first interviews, but you know, why not? She's, she's your audience. She wants to interview. Um, her email was really kind and it's like, you know, who the fuck was I to say no anyways. So feeling super honored. We scheduled the interview, um, with her and, um, and we got on the phone with her sometimes in October of 2018. And then she did not release it until February and we were wondering like is she ever going to release it maybe she didn't like it maybe something happened maybe she started in Yulin in that time and it didn't go well for her and she doesn't really want to say anything bad and it turns out she released such an impeccable article it kind of read like you know a magazine column I really loved it Long story short, when I read the article that she wrote about me and she made it mainly all about me, I also discovered that she um, started to listen to me and this is how she discovered me and she had her own health journey. Um, she didn't go into details and said that she wasn't ready to share her own journey yet but that she definitely had one worth sharing. And we got friendly over the Instagram a few months after that um, and throughout and then she started sharing bits um, of her own weight loss journey and health journey which turned out to be a lot more serious than I could ever imagine. She shared some never released before and after pictures and asked me to not share them yet. She said she was not ready yet and of course I didn't share and I knew that um, with her it had to take some its course. Um, when she interviewed me the first time, she was so fucking nervous that day that she was like pausing and going, oh my God, I am so nervous. I don't even know if I will be able to ask you the questions I prepared. And she was so prepared. I realized she was so tense and overly shy. So long story short, when she finally sent me a message and said, I think I'm ready to tell my story, I said, you know, it was after Caroline Bass 
came on the podcast as one of our real life heroes and told her story about how she treated her eczema with Simply Inulin and originally took Simply Inulin for her gut, not knowing it would treat her eczema. And so House of Lauren is coming on the podcast today and she's sharing a story. I thought I knew about her story, but I didn't know that it went back to being diagnosed with PCOS, um, being put on the pill so young, around 14 or 15 years old, um, taking diet pills, going on crash diets, and how my narrative was her way to recovery. And to me, that's incredible because I'm discovering it here with you today. So if you have PCOS or if you have endured or feel like you may have a hormonal imbalance, because PCOS, and we explain it during this episode, we get very particular. Um, If you have endured hormonal imbalance that are very similar to symptoms of PCOS, that's because your cortisol levels are inadequate. And that's probably because you've been going on low-carb diets, calorie deficit, etc., etc. Then you want to listen to this episode. Even if you haven't had any hormonal imbalance, you do want to listen to this episode. The way that this woman um, managed to change her relationship with food and to stop being so mean to her body after she gave birth to her last baby, Valentino, is so inspirational. And I left this interview with her, which we recorded in two parts, respecting her more than ever. I have to tell you, I have so much respect for these women I bring on my podcast that often they're not even my paying clients. Natalia, House of Lauren, Natalia is not my paying client. She's never paid me. We've never, I explained that during the interview. We've never exchanged. I gave her one tip, I think. That's what she said. I don't remember her asking me questions. And I think that it's because she's a blogger and a content creator. She knew to sort of have the respect of looking through all of the content I put out there knowing that the answer to her questions are out there. And then one day there wasn't and she came to me and I answered her. Um, And please feel free. Uh, I often complain that people don't take the time and are lazy with my content and they would rather ask me the same question a million times even though I've answered it and it's all over my highlights. It's all over my website. But when you really cannot find the answer, don't hesitate to ask me. If I have it, I'll give it to you. Um... But long story short, I get carried away introducing Natalia because I'm like, this is obviously, I'm recording the introduction to the interview, post-interview. So you get my ultimate reaction to the interview and I'm like blown away. I'm not exaggerating. You will be blown away by the journey that this woman has taken and how she's done it on her own. And there were times she was not so kind to her body. And um, I love that she admits that shamelessly, even though she has felt a lot of shame. Anyways, without further ado, 
here is House of Lauren. I think she says House of Lorraine because it's L-O-R-E-N. House of Lorraine. Natalia. Hi, Natalia. Hi, Ingrid. I'm How are good. you? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited I'm to do excited this. I'm excited you're on. And for anybody that has been following me, you've been mentioned in my story a few times um, because you've shared part of your stories and then you featured in Yolin and then you featured me on your blog, House of Lauren. Um, so if anybody wonders who you are on Instagram, you are House of Lauren. Yeah, and correct. you interviewed me. How long ago was it? It's been like more than six months, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was just thinking about that. Um, it was October of last year. Wow, that's right. Yeah, and then you took a while to bring out the article. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> but you know why? One thing that I was thinking when I, when I thought of like doing this with you today, you are such an incredible writer. Like you write literally like... Uh, journalists do and editors do in like fashion magazines thank you so much you know that's probably why it takes me so long especially right now with the kids and everything um I yeah I like writing like that and when I chose to do my blog you know I first I was like do I need to write like this I mean you know it's not maybe people won't respond to that but you know what that's just that's just how I love doing interviews. And it came out amazing. It did. We're going to put it in the show notes, not to plug you or me, just because I feel like, you know what? I don't think you need to write like that. And I don't think bloggers are as qualified as you are. But when I read it, it made it so fun to read because you took me back to the days where I used to buy print magazines. I stopped buying those. And I, I feel bad that I stopped buying them. But, you know, every Friday afternoon I used to go to the kiosk in New York and I used to buy like Elle and Marie Claire and I used to read articles that are so similar to the way that you write now and bloggers don't write like that so that was so pleasant I'm sure people enjoy that you put such effort and quality into your your work because it's not expected of bloggers usually yeah that's true and also I think that what I what I, what I love about it though is that since it's for my blog and not an article, you know, I don't have to, you know, t t journalists tend to be, you know, they spin yeah. stories and, you know, they tend to control things. And I love that I could just bring out the positive and, you know, show what's important for my readers to read about your life and, you know, what you do. It's, it's good. You need to do more. I know it's not easy with the kids, but you need to do more of that. You have a gift. <laughs> thank you yeah definitely well you actually thank you so much you were my first interview and that encouraged me to keep going I have about two more coming I'm just obviously editing them <laughs> maybe next year they'll come do out do you feel like you procrastinate yes you do I know I do <laughs> so did the last post that I wrote that I wrote about being perfectly imperfect resonate with you at all Yes, it did. Um, because I have a tendency to do that. I have a tendency to, and it's only with myself. I actually don't expect perfectionism with yeah. anybody I'm the same in my life. I was the same way. I grew out of yeah. it. The reason why I'm asking you that is because I feel like what we're about to talk about, obviously, I didn't bring you on to talk about 
what you do, but it's part of you. And I think a lot of it has to do with the rest of your journey. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm asking you. So I was very hard on myself. I'm older than you, obviously. I'm 41 and I know you're much younger. Um, but when my kids were about your kid's age, I was so hard on myself when it came to my work. And when it came to my appearance, when it came to my hair, my makeup, like I didn't wear flats. I wore only high heels, like even to like run around. I was so hard on myself and my work would not be released. Whatever it is I was doing in fashion or whatever would not be released unless it was absolutely perfect. And sometimes that prevented me from releasing things and people got ahead of me and did it before me. And so this is where, you know, when I wrote that post about how I release products fast and then I adjust later and that ends up being where some of my labels that I had before, I don't love as much as the ones I have today. Um, and it's like perfectly imperfect and it made me go fast. Like it makes me go faster and maybe faster than, you know, the machine of competition in, in, in a sense. But I feel like when I saw how long it took you to release the article that you wrote about me and then how perfect it was when it came out, of course, it was worth the wait, but I feel like you've probably, probably have done the same with yourself. Like you've been so hard on yourself thinking that nothing would work. It took you time to like come around to listening to what I was saying and saying, maybe I don't need to diet. Maybe I don't need to torture myself, you know? Yeah. And well, it was actually, it was such a process. And I think, you know, there were times where I was a bit, you know, I know you're so busy and I never really actually became a client of yours. So no. I didn't want to precisely abuse the power <laughs> of, of, you know, talking to you on Instagram and asking you things. But yeah, it not only did it take a few to get, let things sink in, but also it, it was difficult to break old patterns. And that I did mention to you recently. Actually, I didn't know about your journey. First of all, this is what I have to say. You're very shy. And when you interviewed me in October, I remember, I remember it so clearly. I, uh, I think Susan put you on, like she connected you with me on the phone and you were so nervous. Yes. And so, nervous. and so shy. And I was like, why are you nervous? Like I'm nobody. Don't, don't be nervous. Let's just do this interview. Don't worry about it. So you didn't even tell me at the time, you, I think you told me that you used in your lane or you were going to use it, but you didn't even tell me that I was part of any type of health journey for you. You made the whole article about me. You told me nothing about you and what you were going through. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember uh, because I wanted that article to be about you. And I wanted, if I incorporated um, anything about me, I wanted it to be in a separate post. Um, I think it just... So that was the great thing about you waiting, actually, because by the time I think you published it, you were able to say, hey, I've actually since then had some experience with what Ingrid preaches and what she does and the product. But at the time, you, you told me nothing. Um, you did mention that you had listened to my podcast episode with my daughter, Savannah, and we were talking so much about how young women are projecting and yes. they're looking at women in a Photoshop. And you said that you identified so much with Savannah's body type and that the stuff I was saying to her resonated with you. I remember you saying that. So much. And, you know, Savannah's such a confident, beautiful young woman. And, and actually, I admire both of your daughters so much. Um, 
Dakota too. And I always say this, I wish I would have been half as badass as her at that age. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because for me, like it was extremely hard on me. And this wasn't even at a time where there was that much social media. Um, And it was extremely hard for me. Um, And and it still is. I'm not going to even lie to you. Um, it, It affects my blogging. You know, these are all things that are going to take some time for me to get through. So you have two two kids. How old are they? Yes, Anthony's four, and Valentino is one. Valentino, it's such a cute name. I was going to call Dakota Valentina because she was born on Valentine's Day. You told me that thinking yesterday. Um, and my friends can confirm this. When I was younger, I wanted to name my son Dylan. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I used to always say I was going to call my son Dylan. But So the kids are fairly young. I really remember those times with my kids. I remember that I was half a woman, half a mother. Um, and you have recently started speaking about your weight loss. And you've shared pictures with me that you haven't shared with the public yet. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking blown away. Yes. Like, first of all, your face, the pictures that you post of your face, and I've seen videos of you that you have not posted on Instagram, where I know your face is absolutely gorgeous naturally. It's not filters or anything like that. Your face does not give away at all all what your body has undergone like it's incredible so whether I saw the picture of you right after the pregnancy where you had gained a tremendous amount of weight or now where you have lost a tremendous amount of weight your face has not moved whatsoever so it's like no I, I don't think anyone in your audience that's seen your pictures actually knew what was happening with your body they didn't and that was actually the it was also hard because on one end yes i was trying to cover it um which is sad if you think about it i was so ashamed um yeah. but at the same time um i was feeling fake because they were not really getting all of me you know what i mean and yeah. if there's anything that i wanted was to build a community um it was to be real with my audience but somehow i wasn't trying to be fake i wasn't trying but i was being that um, so that really inspired me to just, you know, come out and, and tell them what I was going through. You know, I think it's easier to speak about what you went through in retrospect. I didn't speak about the fact that I went to jail right after I got out of jail or while I was getting indicted. I spoke about it 11 years later. So, you know, was I ashamed? I know it's different. You was about your body and me. It's about what my situation was. Yeah. It's easier to speak about it in retrospect, and it's definitely easier to help people once you've had success. You know what I mean? So in a way, yeah, maybe this you... was the right way for you to go about it. It was, and I'm actually um, really glad that we didn't do this podcast until now, because like you said, I have so much more experience now. Um, and I think that people are going to always have questions because they're going through it maybe they're starting their journey and um I can look back and answer that because I've finally been through it I don't think I know all of your journey because like you said you've never been my client um we we started talking on Instagram mainly because you approached Susan my director of operations to interview me and after that 
we really connected and I found you so funny and so witty <laughs> and you and I bullshit a lot. We like laugh about my coffee cow all the time. Yes. We, <laughs> she gives us a lot to laugh about. A lot of bullshit. And in between the bullshit, there's like some serious stuff where you were like, I have to share these pictures with you. I have to show you what I've been going through. And little by little, you've been talking about in your land and you've been talking about what, how your body has changed and also how you stopped abusing your body with diet. But I don't think I know your timeline. I don't think I know all the, you know, nitty gritty details. So walk me through it. Like, when did this happen? When did you start listening to me? When did everything turn around? You know, what was your body like? And what is it like now? Okay, so... Yeah, I'm not going to go like way, way back, but I've always struggled because I have PCOS. Um, so I have insulin resistance. Um, not sure if you want me to go over that right now, but. Yes, because <laughs> I talk about it all the time and I feel like I'm a crazy person. People are like, what the fuck is she talking about? What is insulin resistance? And when people write inulin, their spell check writes insulin and most people don't even Notice know what it. that is. Yeah. So it, it it's going to resonate with people. They are always like this freaking crazy chick French chick is always talking about insulin resistance and they have no idea sometimes it's like I have to go and explain explain it like I'm happy that another human being can actually say hey this is a real thing no it is and and your body basically acts like you're diabetic you know Mm -hmm. and some people call it pre-diabetic but basically I mean there was I always would say oh I could eat lettuce and gain weight I could or I would say And then next thing you know, I was craving everything. And basically, I was feeling the effects of my blood sugar, you know, going crazy. Raging. Um, And yeah, when I see people that are struggling with that, they don't even know it. I'm like, have you been checked for PCOS? Do you know about insulin resistance? And they have no clue. They're like, oh, no, I'm not diabetic. Or sometimes the doctor will check, you know, and their blood sugar is like borderline. So they just leave it there. See, when I talk about insulin resistance, and I want you to tell me like which one of my posts totally resonated with you because now I know why you were attracted to what I had to say because it's like I've been speaking this language for a few years now. Um, But when I speak about insulin resistance, I really usually don't talk so much about the condition PCOS because it's so medical and not everybody could put their finger on it. They just go, yeah, I don't have it, you know? But when you start talking about cortisol, and you know like hormones then it start it starts resonating with people when you start talking to people about their adrenal glands or you know adrenal burnouts um then it starts resonating with them mm-hmm. so what is it which post is it i'm sure it has to be one where i spoke about insulin resistance what was it in what i said that kind of caught your attention i'm not sure if it was a post or if it was your um your podcast. I believe it was one of your first podcasts where you were talking about hormones, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, but you were always talking about at the beginning about hormones and about um, insulin resistance. And I'm like, this is really the first person that I ever hear talk about this because people expect you Oh, just go on this diet. But half, you know, people that have insulin resistance cannot keep up with that diet. No, they cannot. And it's so they're setting themselves up to fail. And then worst part is they're eating low fat things. They're 
um, actually ingesting more sugar and they're harming. Often they're going to the gym and killing yes. themselves and making the insulin resistance worse. worse. Yeah. Which doctors don't talk about at all. They don't talk about the cortisol, you know, aspect of this insulin resistance building up. It's funny because in America, the first time I ever heard of the, men- the men- mentioning of the cortisol was there was this diet pill, <laughs> if you could believe it. Right. It was called, uh, I think, Cortislim. I'm not sure. Huh. Um, yeah. And then they had marketed as in, oh, it'll relax you. So it'll lower your cortisol. So you're going to lose weight. And it was targeted for women. Incredible. Right? <laughs> it's so typical of Americans to gather information and instead drop it as a pill. I hope nobody goes to look for that pill now. <laughs> right? Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Well, no, 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 no. We got to live. We we've got to talk about all of it. I spoke about Adderall and I said, yeah, Adderall will make you lose weight, but it will also fuck you up for the rest of your life and one day you will be fat even when you don't eat anything because you're taking Adderall and also be a psycho. So, whatever it is, you know, I didn't even know that pill Cordy whatever ha- existed. But it's funny that this is how you heard about cortisol. It is because, you know, I've been I've been on this journey. You know, I think I started having issues when I was 15. Yeah, um, I got my period at a very young age. I was about nine and a half. OK, that's so young. I got I got my period that early as well. And I find my girls got their periods much later. And I find that nine and a half is way too young. Extremely. Yeah extremely we were barely getting taught about it at that time my mom hadn't even spoken to me about it because you know in her days it it was 13 14 yeah yeah so um so yeah and that's basically how I heard about cortisol so but nobody even knowing about it nobody takes into consideration just how much you know how how important of a role it plays so somebody that has PCOS is told to take medication yes and is told to diet and at no time are they told to mind their environment to mind noise around them or to mind high intensity high impact activity as being working against them not at all and then you feel like crap because chances are you don't exercise at the moment, <laughs> um, you're, you're immediately put on birth control, which is what I did right. at a very young age. And I would argue with my mom because she was like, why would, why do you need birth control? You know, <laughs> that's for having sex. And I was like, mom, the doctor says this is a solution, uh-huh. this and this and that. And I mean, I'm 32 and I still can't get off birth control. So they start to regulate. Oh my God, I'm 33. Sorry. They, it's funny. Uh, you know, Lauren Everts actually came on the podcast and it was like the same thing. I was like, you're 30, you're 32. She goes, no, I'm 33. And we went back and forth. And then the next day she texted me. She goes, oh my God, I'm only 32. Like I was right. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's the age that it like starts. It's where it's like, you um, know, no, my birthday was in July and it takes me at least uh, two to three months to adjust to my new age. <laughs> I, I can relate. So they already kind of like trying to regulate your hormones and PCOS with the pill from that young age, which is so fucked up. Oh, it gets worse. And then you're put on um, diabetic medication, which is like in, in my case, it was metformin. Wow. Um, and, and if you have a lot of acne, you're also given the option to take something called spiral spiral lactone. Oh. 
What's the name of the medication? Spironolactone. Okay, so what does that do exactly? So it's actually a diuretic, and um, it helps. Well, it does what a diuretic does. <laughs> it helps release water, but uh, they give it a lot for people who get a lot of acne okay. um, with PCOS. And basically, since when you have PCOS, you have an, a hormone imbalance. Um, usually, the I think I believe the androgens, the male hormones, are yeah. higher than normal than 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 they are in most women. So. Basically, all the medications they give you are kind of to level that out and, you know, to stop all the side effects that PCOS brings on. Let me tell you something. And maybe that's going to make you feel good or maybe that's going to make you angry. So you are describing everything that PCOS does to you, including rising your cortisol levels, you know, um, rising your male hormones, which you really don't want any of that you know, creating adrenal fatigue and fucking with your period. And what if I told you that every day women from all walks of life actually bring those symptoms onto themselves without knowing it, living what we call a healthy lifestyle in America? One, by dieting the way that they do and cutting so much carbs and cutting so many fatty acids out of their diets. Two, by doing very intense workouts like spinning and cross training and heavy weights, you know, hitting the pavement and, you know, doing intervals. And they also do this by consuming things, protein powders with whey, and stevia and truvia, you know, and all of these diet products. Can you imagine that people actually bring on the symptoms that you got from PCOS that you did not bring onto yourself? It's just something that, you know, that affects you. It starts in the gut. It starts with so many things when you're younger. But people actually bring those exact symptoms onto themselves by making what they think are healthy choices. Well, not only does it make me sad, but this is the worst part. And this is going to make you especially very angry. So doctors encourage you to follow a low glycemic, low carbohydrate diet. They put you on birth control. They put you on all these pills. And then next thing you know, you wind up, you know, causing more harm to your body, making the PCOS worse than it already is. And it makes me really sad that women who don't have it to begin with have to deal with all that. I mean, it's it's so counterproductive. Like, yeah, it makes me really upset. literally like a domino effect. And so- Yes, yes, that's what it is. When I started talking about cortisol a few years back, and then, you know, of course, I went on the Skinny Confidential. I was invited on a bunch of- wonderful podcast so people started to tune in more into what i was saying and i started to talk about you know cortisol levels and hormone balance and estrogen mimickers and so many people kind of started to listen but i didn't know that this resonated with people like you that are a little bit more educated about these things because pcos is part of it i didn't even know what pcos really was Yeah. And when I was diagnosed, there was like, now there's a lot more awareness, but there was nothing out there. 
nothing. I was just like, what? And also, you know, there are women who get their period, but still yeah. have PCOS and don't know it. They don't know oh, it. And they think, they so think like, I'm eating fucking salad. I'm gaining weight. I don't know why. Working I'm always out tired. Um, yeah, a lot of that. And a lot of, so it's, it's, you're sharing a lot of symptoms with 80% of the women that start to gravitate towards me and say, I've tried every diet and nothing worked. And so at this point, I want to kind of fast forward to the beginning of your journey with me and not even with me because you're, you're not my client. You're, today <laughs> you're like, you're my Instagram friend. And I know that you started to consume a lot of my content and listening to the podcast and kind of following a little bit of the stuff that I was saying. But the bottom line is I came into your life when, after you gave birth to your, to your youngest. Yes. And so you were, you have to say the numbers you have. I hope you're comfortable saying the numbers. How much I was prepared. I was prepared for it. Yeah. And this is how much I love you. I'm going to say the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I also, I think it's important. So I was at 220 pounds. Yeah. For a very petite frame because you're, you're very petite. I'm five, two. Yeah. So if you can imagine like how that was for my body. And a lot of it, I have to say, was I saw your pictures. I can read a body really well by now. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm like a certified fitness professional. And a lot of my expertise is hormone when it comes to fitness, whether with male or female. Looking at the pictures you sent me, a lot of it was a lot of water. A lot of water. Mm-hmm. And hormonal imbalance. Yeah. yeah, my tummy. I saw those, th- those pictures you posted about yeah. the belly. Yeah. And I have the typical hormonal imbalance belly for sure. Always have. So at that point, you give birth and you're terribly overweight. But you don't feel good at all for your petite frame. And you start dieting again. Oh, unfortunately. And it, I almost began well. I have a friend who is a doula and she came and she talked to me about the importance of nourishing your body during this time. And all I could think of was, Oh my God, but you're telling me to eat so many carbs. It was so sad. And at first I followed it and I was going to the bathroom. Everything was going great. And then it kicked in. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I need to get back on the blog. I, you know, when I first got pregnant with Valentino, I had just started this blog, House of Loren, because I had been blogging behind the scenes for so long. And I finally, you know, launched this blog on my own. And I just felt it was terrible timing to be going through all of this. Um, so I did what I knew how to do. I started cutting out carbs completely. And next thing you know, my hormones were messed up and I was starting to gain even more weight. I was surely freaking out at this point. And that's when I wrote you my emotional message. <laughs> I know. I remember. I actually tried to find it again because, but we've spoken so much. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Like, it's, it was impossible. But I remember it clearly. And I remember kind of looking at your profile. Oh my God, she's so pretty. And kind of reading your message and seeing and feeling so much pain. Like I was blown away. And so the fact that my message came in at that point, when I'm saying my message, I'm saying my content, it takes so much. And I say that to a lot of my 
real life superheroes that come on the podcast. I know it takes so much guts. It takes so much to say, you know what? I'm going to listen to this fucking crazy bitch in France <laughs> that's telling me to eat more and eat like a normal person. And that's telling me to live a happy life and promising me that I'm going to lose weight. That, you know, that leap is super brave. And I don't know how you did it because, you know, I'm from the States and the message that we are, that's hammered into our heads and in our, you know, everyday life tells you everything opposite of what I say. And it's like, how do you come up just listening to a stranger who is kind of cute, but she's much older than you. Maybe she photoshops her pictures. Maybe, you know, she's, she's full of shit and she just has great metabolism Maybe she's all in it to sell you something. And how do you just follow that intuition finally and say, you know what, this actually might work for me? Well, although a big majority was intuition, um, a few things came into play. One of them is that have you, I don't know if you're familiar with the Real Housewives franchise. Yes, not, okay. not, not the last few years, but I used to watch it up until about five, six years ago. Okay, so are you familiar with Bethany Frankel? Yes, absolutely. Okay, you know how she started uh, writing the book Naturally Thin? So I stopped Bethany whatever, like following whatever at Skinny Margarita or whatever, something like that. <laughs> yeah. She, she was Skinny in the City or Skinny Margaritas or something like that. Yeah, yeah, she created the Skinny Girl brand. Um, but before she started with the Margaritas, she, she released a book. And she talked about all these things that happened to her as well. She spent her whole life dieting, messing up her body. Um, and she, she, you know, then she moved on to um, becoming a celebrity chef. Right. And she cooked for a lot of people. And throughout all this, she realized that, you know, kind of the way naturally thin girls eat. And that's what she named her book, Naturally Thin. And she described a lot of things that you also talk about. So, huh, I didn't know that. Bethany looks so painfully thin sometimes nowadays that yeah, I didn't even know. I I barely remember her being a chef, but now that you mention it, I kind of remember that. Um, but I, I didn't know that. That's good to know. I want to pick up the book, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I followed her for a while. I actually, she autographed my book. I've met her in person. Um and so that also, do you remember when I told you about my experience with uh, the book, French Women Don't Get Fat? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You said that a lot of what I said was very similar, but what I said was kind of like more real than the book. I, something, something to that extent. Exactly. So why didn't these books fully work for me in the past? They had, they had good information, but they're missing the key ingredient. How am I supposed to eat? like a naturally thin person when my hormones are completely out of whack and I'm hungry all the time. Yeah. Okay. I want to do nothing but sit down and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and eat. Lunch. And eat. Exactly. Um, so I wouldn't, I, I couldn't do it. And then I would go back to low carbing, which the thing with low carbing is that initially it does help bring your insulin level down. Not precisely low carbing, but low glycemic. Right. right. But then, like always, I would start going overboard, you know, and you're going to be disgusted. But like having diet soda for breakfast, 
I have heard it all, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I've I've heard this and it doesn't disgust me. It makes me sad and it makes me look at you like you were a complete victim of the American food mm -hmm. industry, which is addictive by so many means. Um, you know, like I, I can get into a whole political thing about that. So it doesn't disgust me. It actually makes me so sad because my son Dylan, I don't you probably heard it in in the podcast because I know you listen to all the episodes, but Dylan was very much like you. And when we arrived in France, Dylan was borderline obese for wow. this reason. Um, and not having anything like PCOS, but because uh, kids that have that are on the spectrum of autism have so many gut health issues, issues. and it's it's correlated. We spoke about that on the podcast. There's a lot of medical research that now shows that, for example, um, giving inulin to kids with autism helps them process information better. But at the time, I didn't know about inulin. I didn't know about, you know, I found out about the gut thing much later when he was like about 12 years old. Um, so knowing all that, it doesn't disgust me when you tell me this. It doesn't surprise me, which is, yeah. which is worst. Yeah, it is really sad. And last but not least, someone that would always try to knock some sense into me was my father. Okay. He is the wisest man I know. And um, he would always tell me, don't you realize that every time you start these diets, you get sick shortly after? Wow. Um, yeah. And, um, and then so a lot of things that even you would say, like when you talk about organic things and shopping at the supermarket, my dad used to always laugh at me because he's a truck driver. And he used to say, honey, I carry that, that, um, sorry, the, not the groceries, the, it's not coming to me right now. Like the fruits and the vegetables. Oh okay. yeah. He's, so he's a truck driver. He transports like all these fruits and vegetables that are deemed organic and that are more expensive as a result. Yes. And he would tell me about how he would take the same ones to one store and then he would take them to the other store and there they called them organic. And it was the same thing. I knew thing. that. Do you know what? You just confirmed something that I've known for so long. Yep. Well, my dad's a truck driver and I can confirm that. Wow. Yeah. And he was, so he used to always just tell me like, come on girl. But you know, it's, you don't always listen to your parents. No, you don't listen to your parents. And I think with a lot of that, unfortunately, it's like, you have to, you have to have your own trial and errors, especially when it comes to the body, because intuition needs to come into play. Sometimes you have to hurt yourself to realize that, you know, you're the only one who can heal yourself. Correct. That's true. And so, yeah, I mean, it took me quite a long time and there was definitely different phases of what I went through. But ultimately, I feel really happy because it's like I finally got here. I had I got the answers I was looking for that I still couldn't find. And all of that was in your content. That's amazing. Which is free content. You didn't pay for any of it. Any of it. I know. <laughs> no, well, I'm not saying it like that. Knowing. You know why? Because I, I have to. That's I have to tell everybody when you talk about influencers not getting things for free, that is 100% true. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so that much I did by myself. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I, I know you bought Daniel in yourself. I never sent it to, to you for free. I didn't even know that you bought it, actually. Um, and oh, just, really? No, no, because... Oh, that's when, true, everything was handled by Suzanne. 
Yeah, Susan, everything sorry. everything is it's handled by Suzanne and and stuff. But also because for me, you were like House of Lauren, and for a long time, I thought your name was Lauren. So oh, that's true. You know, until I got really friendly with you. So it's like at some point, she's like, you know, House of Lauren actually ordered in your land. And I was like, oh, you know, I wish we knew we would have sent her a little something extra just to thank her for the interview. But I do believe, and I said that to some influencers that have reached out to me, I do believe that when you pay for your health, you take it more seriously. And like I tell them, simply inulin is not something you're going to slap on your tummy or on your butt or on your face and just wait for results. There's got to be a level of commitment and Yesterday we did a live and Savannah was on it. And, you know, Savannah is younger. She's eight year, 18 years old. So the maturity of committing to putting a powder in your coffee or putting a powder in your yogurt didn't always come to her. And she was saying that she skipped a lot of days. And so she would go back to the adjustment period of farting and being bloated over again and never really saw the results at first. So now when people ask her and even on the live, she kept on repeating, like, be consistent, be consistent and just, you know, you have to be consistent and take it every day until you until you you start winning yourself off of the those uh, first symptoms like the bloating, the gas that you can experience at the beginning when the gut is completely altered and changes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and actually, so I I'll find ever said this to you, but I also like after a while I kind of missed my indication that it was working. Yeah, so you know what? I agree with you, and we're gonna too much information. But I had two times with Inulin, so I started taking Inulin maybe six months before I put it on the market. And I was using a company, and I, I and for a while that company became my manufacturer. And then I, I moved on to something better, and as I got good at it, something better in the milling process, so it was even purer, and I made sure that it was. Jerusalem artichoke root and not a mix of chicory root and Jerusalem artichoke root. And chicory root is great, but I prefer Jerusalem artichoke. So I went through the process twice, meaning that at the beginning, so there was like farting and bloating and it's nothing where you have cramps. I mean, it's, you know, not nice because you're farting and you feel bloated (laughs) at first, but it's not that you're cramping or anything like that. No, um, no, that's the great thing because, oh my gosh, those, those like herbal teas that make you cramp, oh Lord. Yeah. So it's nothing like that, luckily. But the thing is, when I went through the process, when we changed manufacturers and the powder became even more potent and better and more refined, um, I started farting again and <laughs> it didn't really bother me because Gilles was doing it, like was doing in your lane, Savannah, so we're all farting. And it's not even a smelly fart. Sorry, this is way too much information. <laughs> no, but okay, it's, it's all good. true that now I've adjusted to it so much that I don't have the gas at all. And sometimes I'm like, I kind of miss that because this is when you felt like you feel some stuff going on in your tummy and like some gargling and some, and you're like this stuff going on in my, in my gut, like something is happening exactly. and you want that. Exactly. Okay. I'm glad I'm not alone. In this. But I'll tell you something. It's, completely human to feel this way but the fact that you don't fart anymore or you don't feel all of these changes means that your gut is finally balanced and so you're going to tell me that I'm right because what has changed for you with the symptoms of PCOS now that you've adjusted to inulin 
I don't like the most important thing is that I I can eat regular food and not feel like I gained a thousand pounds a minute later. That's amazing. That is one of the best feelings. Um, You literally feel human. What you're telling me is I feel human because people don't realize you're not supposed to feel like a fucking whale the minute you eat regular food. It's horrible. It is horrible. And then my anxiety, I mean, I've always had an anxiety disorder, but it's, it's improved tremendously since I started in Yulin. So you know that this is not just in Yulin. I would love to have this podcast and it being an amazing shout out and advertisement for in Yulin. But I know from speaking to you that you've made other changes. You've sent oh, me pictures yes. of... You setting up your table, telling me now we take time to set up a really nice table. We eat slowly. The presentations become super important. Everybody's enjoying it in the house. So I do believe, and I attribute a lot of your healing to Inulin, but I believe that all the other changes that you got a cue from my content, like you know, minding your cortisol levels when you eat, not exercising like a fucking mad woman and all of that. I believe that this is 50-50 in your recovery. Oh, 100%. Actually, um, the first thing that I haven't talked about yet is intermittent fasting. Ah, there My go. gosh, that changed my world, Ingrid. That's amazing. It really did. I get so upset when some people start talking bad about it because I'm like, no, no. I feel like everybody needs to try it. If they need to start off slow, start off with 12 hours only, work your way up, but do it. Yeah. So I would say I'm very careful with intermittent fasting. There's, there's, there's opinions out there, but then there's medical research. And to keep it in the United States for a second, because European doctors are all for intermittent fasting. There's a lot of research. They even said that it helped people with depression recover from depression without extra medication because the brain got access but if you go into it and you have never had an eating disorder because i'm very careful with people who have had an eating disorder they tend to overdo intermittent fasting and i'm scared of that you have to have a somewhat healthy relationship with food which you did because you read all these books i mean if you're reading bethany frankel's book and you're attracted to her content, which is very similar to what I say. And she was a chef, so she loves food. Then you know you have a Oh, she was a, a health food, food chef, actually. So there you go. So the fact that you went into intermittent fasting and you can start slowly, like you said, 12 hours, whatever, I would say if you go into it, for anyone listening, um, I would say go into it with a medical mind where intermittent fasting is simply resting your digestive system for a few hours. The digestive system works exhaustively to digest our meals. So when dietitians tell you to have four meals a day, including a snack, very often what they're doing is fucking exhausting your digestive system and your gut enzymes are working over time. And very often this is where you're starting to build up extra estrogen and some hormones are starting a higher secretion because these enzymes are working so hard and that's where insulin resistance comes in so this is why for you with pcos s where you need to bring down your insulin resistance it's working because you're cutting down the work that your stomach enzymes are 
you know, are, are put through by cutting down the effort that your digestive system has to go through to digest. But you're not eating less food. We always made that clear. You eat yes. the same amount of calories, just in less, you know, less times in the day. Yes, definitely. And I feel like it improved the level of my hunger. Um, I don't know. It's almost like, and especially if you're going through a plateau, it's also amazing. But what you said earlier is really important. And that's something that helped me a lot. And I did mention this to you before. Um, you literally made me picture my digestive system. Ah, sorry, digestive yeah. system. And first of all, like our bodies are so small. And already, I think we probably put a ton of food like in our average diet as it is into it and it's working, it's working all day and it's exhausted. Um, so that's the way I approached it. I didn't think about this is going to make me lose weight. Um, I totally went into it as far as intermittent fasting with the mindset that this is going to help my digestive system. And it did. And it's, and I, I mean, for someone with PCOS, it is still brilliant to look at it that way because you avoid cortisol levels going up from the enzymes working over time and you avoid insulin resistance and you avoid estrogen going too high and very often that's why your period comes back and it's so crazy because no one ever thinks of the gut as being the core of where you know being regular with your hormones and having your period comes in everybody yeah. thinks about laxatives and you know shitting up a storm and it's actually way beyond that like hormones hormones to me take precedent to you know shitting more than once a day yeah i mean i'm sorry to put it this way but it's true it is and a lot of people also don't know um the correlation between you know the, the all the nerve endings that there are um and how you know there's a lot of connection between the gut and mental health yeah. as well yeah, that's what I was saying. That's why probably it's helped with your anxiety. Um, it was proven even by the, the Harvard Medical Journal uh, actually had a whole um, article about that and research on intermittent fasting. And yes, so it's great for people with diabetes and it's great for weight loss. But one of the main paragraphs was talking about the gut-brain axis and how it's helping with depression and sleep. Mm -hmm. Makes so complete sense. I'm not surprised that you said that it's that your anxiety has gone better. That's where inulin comes in and it helps. Inulin helps with making intermittent fasting more bearable. And it also helps with sometimes when you don't eat or you skip a meal, you tend to go into this, enabling situation where you're like I skipped a meal so I can eat more well having inulin actually makes this entitlement to eating more go away which I think is great yes now how much weight have you lost so far I've lost 60 pounds and you did this very gradually and I'm very proud of you because I know that your skin is going to thank you later <laughs> yes and your hormones so you know losing 60 pounds from being the way that you were before is a big deal but at the way the healthy way that you've done it no crash diet 
no calorie deficit, no crazy workouts. And you're on your way. Like you, you told me I'm not done. I'm, you told me you're not publishing the pictures because you're not done. Yeah. And, and I've had, I've had some trouble. Um, I, I know a lot of people do the in between, but I've had, I've had a hard time. I'm not going to be honest with you. Okay. Um, publishing it, but, but yeah, I still have, you know, I'm five, two, so I still have a good 35 pounds to go. You, you did the worst part, I think. Yeah, I did. You did I the did. worst part. What I like about your journey is like, unlike dieting, you haven't gained back the weight and you haven't, no. you have not plateaued either, which is very important to me because that is pretty much when I talk about the evil of dieting, I say you gain back the minute that you stop, you know, going in calorie deficit and, you know, depriving yourself of, of a lot of things, but you also plateau and plateauing is so hard on the mind and it's so hard on the body and on the hormones as well. It is. It so, is. And yeah. Tell me PCOS today, how, how much less, I don't know if that makes even sense what I'm saying, but you're suffering less from the symptoms than you were when you were younger. I know you've told me that. So how much of the, of the discomfort and symptoms of PCOS has decreased? And what's your life now like with PCOS? My life now with PCOS is the only issue that I still struggle with is because I still take birth control. Yeah. And that's going to be my next step is to figure out how the heck I'm going to get off of it and still not have kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I think that like inevitably disturbs my body. I know exactly so how you're going to do it. And you're not my client, but I will tell you, it's already on one of the podcast episodes. You will figure out either an IUD, preferably one that does not, you know, um, yeah, non-hormonal, like the non-hormonal, and you will go and use something like maca, ashwagandha, and maybe even Vitex, which is an all-natural. It's from the chase tree plant. Oh, you know why I know that? Because that uh, that was all research I did when I was trying to get pregnant with PCOS, and that's okay. exactly yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very used in. For so PCOS. Yeah, so it's very used with PCOS. And I even have, I've had actually three clients with Hashimoto disease, which is very similar in so many ways because uh, Hashimoto is also um, the inflammation of the adrenal glands. And so I have recommended this also, although I'm not a doctor, um, I have, you know, a health and fitness certification. I have a few health and fitness certifications and a lot of them imply knowing, you know, about the functions of the body. And my focus was always on hormones because I used to be a ballet dancer and ballet dancers' hormones are completely fucked up by the weight that they have to have and the, the weight that I had to have, what you can eat and can't eat and also the intensity of the training. So I became completely obsessed when I became a fitness professional that was going to teach fitness to people with hormones and how to keep hormones balanced. And it's mind boggling to me how many women in, you know, this world of fitness 
and now wellness that I'm in have come to me with, you know, affections of adrenal glands, thyroid glands, things like PCOS. It's, it's crazy how much today's yeah. world is affected in, you know, the hormonal area. Yeah, my mom actually has Hashimoto's. So there you go. So yeah. your mom and you have something that is so similar in that sense. And I've had amazing success with three of my Hashimoto clients. And they didn't come to me because they found out that I knew about hormones. That was totally incidental. They came to me because they were exhausted. And when they went to the gym, they almost ended up in the hospital. They ended up gaining weight and not understanding. And at that point, they're in Monaco. They go on Facebook. They go on Google, word, word of mouth. And they hear that there's a workout that is so good and so deep and you could literally transform your body but you don't necessarily need to be killing your cortisol levels and that's how those people end up with me and then they start talking and I'm like do you have Hashimoto one of them actually didn't even know she had it she gave me her symptoms and told me but my thyroid is fine I've been testing it and I was like maybe Hashimoto let's check like go to a doctor so long story short weaning yourself off of the pill will not be difficult because you have become a monster of intuition you and I have not spoken very much you are super shy I've mentioned that at the beginning of your interview (laughs) you never really asked me any questions you mostly sent me thank you notes and progress reports but you never asked me questions so where you are at today and where you are going it's all you it's you doing your research you know, following stuff that is sensible, following sensible information because you have the intuition to now listen to yourself. And I'm just here like being your map, but you don't even ask me questions. I've never, well, because there's I've never one thing a question I know, from you. As, as a content creator, if there's one thing I know is something, and you write about this a lot, you probably get a ton of questions and you've created all this content around it. You know, so it's like people just have to do their research. And one thing that I understood from the beginning with you and your approach is that this was no BS. Yes. You know, it's not precisely how the world thinks when you have PCOS and 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 you're dealing with all these things. Yes, there's a reason for it. You're not lazy, you know, because a lot of people just think, oh, she's lazy or she doesn't want to work out. And that's not the case. You're exhausted. You're exhausted all the time. Right. And the rest. And people always talk about the thyroid and nobody knows about the adrenal glands, but the adrenal glands are the, the core of thyroid. And if those adrenal glands are inflammated, which with PCOS, they are so fucked up, you are exhausted. You're not lazy. You're fucking dead. Like going up a hill is exhausting to you. And that's not mm-hmm. normal. And you no. shouldn't accept to live with it and take medication to mask the problem, but not remedy to the problem. Exactly. And then, and then at that point I said, okay, so I have this, but I'm not going to be a victim anymore because I was for a long time. I behaved like one. And I was like, I'm going to take this badass approach and I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do this time the right way. You know, it'll take me longer. Yes, but I'll get there and it, the results will be long lasting. It's and amazing. to answer so to answer your question, actually, because I, I just realized I, I answered it halfway. Um, the acne, I don't deal with it practically anymore, which is so great because 
the spironolactone um, side effects. Yeah, this could possibly cause a tumor. Uh, no, thank you. Okay, I'd rather have acne. That's insane. And again, all these medications for acne, whether it's because you have PCOS or any type of other hormonal situation, they only mask the problem. They do not go to the core. And very often, they actually make the core make worse, it worse because they hurt your gut so much. And we both know that Dr. Gondry is one of them and he said it best. And I know it sounds disgusting when we say it like that, but the visual is so vivid. He says the gut is pretty much your skin inside out. And I truly yeah. believe that. And I do think that when you take these acne medications, like even the people that take Rakutane or what, or Accutane. Accutane, yes. Accutane, Isn't it worse? for it's, your adrenal glands yeah it's absolutely worse and very often people know that they will end up gaining weight or but but the thing is there's so many problems with accutane because when they give accutane to a young woman they tell her you have to go on the pill it's like you cannot take accutane without taking oh, yeah. the pill so automatically you take the pill or what they call a mini pill because most mothers when they give accutane to their daughter goes i don't want them to go get laid because they're taking accutane so we're giving them the pill. It's like a license to go have sex. So they like to call that a mini pill. But when they give the pill to those young women that start with, you know, early acne and they start gaining weight, they usually say, oh, it's the pill that makes me gain weight. But very often it's not the pill. It's the Accutane and the pill and whatever that does to your gut that makes mm -hmm. you gain the weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I was, I never took Accutane, but I was somewhat aware that it messes with your adrenal glands. So and, and all very that. much the same with what you had to take. Whatever was masking the issue and helping with the acne that you got from PCOS was most likely hurting your gut. So the fact that today you stopped taking it and you don't have acne anymore and you're not farting anymore from inulin, we know that your gut is starting to really be balanced. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, there was a lot of damage done to my body with dieting. Um, and even when I was younger, you know, I was I was explained the whole intestinal flora thing and how and how you can mess it mess it up taking laxatives, for example. Yeah. Um, and so so many people do that, you know, they start to get desperate. And I know what it's like to be there. Yeah. Um, but the worst thing you could do is just continue to cover it up. And it makes me really the, the reason I send you so many thank you notes it's because i'm truly grateful for what you do um in this country you already know we're completely misinformed they give us contradicting information all the time and it's usually about the worst part is that it's all about the money yeah you know the fda and everything and you i mean i've seen a lot of hmm, health professionals um doctors nutritionists they write books like for example there's this i tried to read this book um with a doctor and his wife is actually on TV, but I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to put anyone. No, we never say names. When it's yeah. negative, we never say names. Exactly. And they wrote this book and I was attracted to it because it talked about intermittent fasting. But they're basically in the book saying to intermittent fast same time. So basically, if you're like in a rush, you know, pass by 7-Eleven, buy yourself some uh, deli meat, some ham, wrap oh it with God. cheese and eat it. And that's your lunch. And wait, do they ever at any point acknowledge the fact that the meat is 
so fucked up in the United States. I'm not telling you to be a vegetarian. You know that because I'm not a vegetarian. No, I know. But I always mention how you have to be so careful sourcing your meat, your poultry, your eggs, and your cheese. I always talk about finding a farmer, finding a reliable farmer's market. Like I cannot believe that health professionals and doctors are actually sending you to get daily meat. And they don't even mention that you need to be so careful where you source your meat from in the United States. Exactly. You know, I'm not against the goodness of, you know, red meat protein, but you guys are dealing with some serious beast over there. Definitely. And then the worst part, I mean, I'm from Argentina, so cutting meat out. Oh, yeah. You guys have the (laughs) best meat in Argentina. There is. (laughs) So for us, it's that would be a little bit too strange. But um, I definitely got to see the harm that it causes. Um, and you do need to be careful about your meat and meat consumption. Absolutely. And I would say sourcing your meat, sourcing your cheese, you know, it's, it's so, so important. Like I know you're in California and I know you guys have probably are probably in the best state, um, to source a healthier, less corrupted food, but people get lazy and people tend to be so much more confident in labels than you know going to a human being that's actually harvesting or you know growing fruits and vegetables or making a cheese people love labels today anything that has a green leaf on it or says you know fda approved or organic or they tend to rely on that much more than going to someone who has a farm and make uh-huh. you know natural stuff right then in there exactly we get so carried away i think we touched like every single subject we could <laughs> but i want to go back yeah to i could you. go on and on there's like there's literally it's so funny because we we i think we check in like every day or we talk every day for some reason or another but we've never really had a chance to sit down and talk about no. all this i actually i'm discovering so much about you and your journey right now And I feel like I could sit here for three hours and pick your brain and I'll tell you why. And I've said this to Caroline um, Bass when she came on my podcast as well. And she was one of like, you know, like you, what I call superheroes. And I'll tell you why. I am so skeptical and with good reason, because I see all the information that's put out there. And there's some great information and there's some amazing professionals and even influencers. Like when I look at Lauren, and I'm not saying that because she's one of my closest friends, because she wasn't always my close friend. She was just someone I met at first. But the, the hard work that she puts into researching and even using herself as a guinea pig when it comes to, you know, healthy solutions and even beauty and all of that. Like she puts on some great content. Like she talks about Himalayan salt and, you know, the blue light, like all of that stuff. So there's great information, but there's also so much bad information out there that I I am in such awe and admiration of someone like you that with PCOS, you're trying to lose weight. You're on Instagram, you're a blogger, you have access, you know how to research, you know how to go on, you know, Reddit, you know how to go on. I mean, you told me about forums I've never even heard about in my life before, also because you're younger. And how do you just decide to find someone on Instagram? And I know there's a lot of intuition in there, but 
how do you work the guts to one day, just one day, stop dieting, stop doing all the things that felt right before when it comes to losing weight and going the other way, which almost feels like slacking. Because when I tell people, sit down for two hours and take time to eat, that's almost like slacking. They feel like they should be eating really quick and eating a salad and not having wine for lunch. And they should definitely be running somewhere after. Like, how do you work the guts to just, you know, put all of these preconceived ideas that you have about health and weight loss on pause and go my way? Well, what I told myself was, I'm done. I want to get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. I'm tired of going in circles. Everything I've done before, I know already it's going to lead me back to the same exact place. So I could either do this the right way or cheat myself and then end up back here in, in a year. And I knew what you were saying was the right way for many reasons. Um, and also, you know, there's a lot of things. Oh, I, there was something on my mind right now and it just completely left me. It was about. OK, well, I'll come back to it. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things that you said, you know, I had already heard of, I had researched, um, it made sense and there was proof for it. Uh, a lot of times people don't, they, they'll just take the influencer or whoever they're following's word for it. They don't do their research. Um, and then also, I, I don't know, there's just something so special about you, Ingrid, and the way that you explain things. Um, and then also... Lauren, as you mentioned, she puts a lot of work into the research. She doesn't just put um, anyone on her podcast. No, no, she's very thorough. She's very thorough. And she, um, she has so much. And I'm not, everybody knows today that she's my super close friend, almost like family. So I would almost sound biased. But I have so much respect for the work that she does because she has, she does this with such ethical behavior in the sense that she realizes that people are relying on her and she she often says she says take the good leave the bad but she'll bring doctors and she'll confirm and she'll you know and I feel like this is why so many people trust her I wish there was more people like her out there because she is influential and it's a big responsibility to be influential today it is. And that's, that's actually why I haven't completely jumped into like, also, um, I'm kind of waiting a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm not quite into the fitness part yet. Yeah. Um, and that's, so I, I take a lot of like, it's, it's a huge responsibility for me to start talking about all these things. Um, and I, I didn't want to be a hypocrite about it. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had consistently been doing this for a long time before I started talking about it. Because it is a huge responsibility. I cannot understand how there are, you know, medical professionals out there giving. It, it just blows my mind. And so, Lauren, hello. Yeah, you're here. Don't worry. Hello. Yeah, yeah, you're oh, here. I can sorry, hear I don't know. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, and and yeah, I trust like like all of Lauren's readers. We trust her content. We trust people that she brings on. And you were one of those people and I knew why right away. I'm, I'm very humbled. And I have to tell you, I've told you this before, but I take the responsibility so seriously. I, um, 
I think I would have freaked out if you told me at the very beginning that you're changing your lifestyle, listening to me and you have PCOS. It always freaks me out when people tell me, you know, I have this health condition and I decided to change my lifestyle. So I will always say something like, please check with your doctor. Please don't take my word for it. Please do your research. Like that's like, that's, you know, that's so important to me. But then in, in retrospect, this is something that I want to say on this podcast episode. You are the perfect proof of it. Do your research. When people send me a question and go, what is in your lane? Like, I'm afraid to take it. Can you convince me to take it? And I'm like, no, your health is important to me. Your health should be important to you. That means you can't be lazy and sit on your fucking ass and message a complete stranger and just ask and ask this person to convince you you need to do your research your health should be as important to you as it is to me which means you need to put in the work and the efforts to make sure that this is right for you and that's what you've done exactly you reminded me um jewel dealt with that uh sorry not jewel oh my gosh jewel the bee (laughs) julianne she dealt with that this week i remember and she tagged you in it yeah like yeah there was there was a little something and I understand you know what people watch our lives they think they see all of our lives on Instagram in my case yeah I share a lot of my life people know my kids you know they kind of see my day-to-day and they feel like they know you and they can trust you Um, and as trustworthy as I thrive to be I still feel like it's so important that someone before they bar they buy a jar of inulin you know type it on google you know, go on a medical journal, you know, look for the pros, look for the cons. I am not going to be a car salesman here. This is your health. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's so, so important. Yeah. And if honestly, if you're not willing, like that's the first step. If you're not willing to put hard work in from the beginning, you're not going to make it. It's not where that's why I also say like when people go, well, why don't you send me a job for free and I'll talk about it when my tummy feels better. And I'm like, well, your health is important to you and it's important to me. You should pay for it. It's commitment to your health. Something that comes for free is not going to be taken seriously. You know what? The main reason why people stay consistent with the method workout on the virtual platform is because it's costing them money. If it was like a free pass for three months, I bet you a lot of the members on that platform would not log on as much as they do to take advantage and I and agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, and it's it's commitment, and I think that it's the best way of going about your health. Don't just put your health in the hands of a stranger, or of a slogan, or of a slogan, or of a swipe up, or a promotion. Have your hands in your own hands. Have your health in your own hands and, you know, follow your intuition. Your intuition finally kicked in. It took you some time, but it finally kicked in. And look how good you are now. You're making some really great decisions. So I want to be very clear. I never have answered any questions. You've never asked me any questions. You've done all of this by yourself. Oh, thank you, Ingrid. <laughs> it's, it's important. What... What advice can you give someone that's, you know, sitting, listening to this podcast on the edge of their seat and still going to spin class and still eating big salad bowls for lunch and still refusing themselves uh, a potato or, 
an avocado once in a while. What can you say to that person that's kind of not ready to make those changes? Oh, that's a good question. It is, right? It is. I prepared it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for not preparing me for it. (laughs) But I, I know. Well, I think what I would say is it's okay. Take your time. Do the research. But be mindful of the fact that what you've been doing so far has not worked. It's so true. That's such good advice. That's so true. Yeah. Like, just go back. If you think about, like, go back. I literally went back and I, like... Always, even you know what? Honestly, and it, it wasn't even easy to, to to begin with. It took work because I I told this to you. You know, so much low carbing, you know, eventually led me to not have a normal relationship with food. You know, I was either low carbing and going extreme, or fitting in all the food I could because I was on a diet that was starting tomorrow, and binging. Yeah, yeah, I and then binging. Yeah, I, then, I often say that, you know what, for the, for the clients that I have that are paying clients, I often say, and I'm sure you've heard it on my podcast, I always say, when those people get to me, and often people that start following me on Instagram religiously, when they get to me, it's because I'm the last link on the chain. They've yeah. literally tried everything short of exorcism and nothing works. So- <laughs> and that's actually probably where that those things stem from when they come to you and say, I want it for free. Because chances are they've purchased a lot of crap products. Yeah, I know. And nothing I mean, works. It, it, don't get me wrong. This doesn't happen to me very often. Like the common, you know, the, 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 my regular audience, they're not influencer or anything. No one ever asks for a discount. No, no one ever asks for anything for free. I've been so fortunate that people give so much value to what I put out there and everyone's been very supportive and I've never had a complaint about pricing even though I know it's not easy and I know it's not Amazon we speak about that all the time but yeah I feel like the influencers try so much crap that when you know when they're gonna try it, they're like yeah let me get it for free and I'm gonna try it I think that the best influencers out there are people like you you're an influencer Caroline Bass that, you know, treated eczema without even knowing she was treating her eczema when she started in your land and when she started mm-hmm. eating, you know, she started eating tuna and mackerel. She had never eaten it in like, I think she said 10 years. And then she heard me saying, you need the fatty acids. You need the fatty acid. Eat avocados. Eat, eat mackerel. Eat eggs. She she's an influencer. People were blown away by her story. People are going to be blown away by yours. That's influential. Yeah. And you that's actually, real life influence. You actually just reminded me of something. Um, and I, and I did ask you one question. There was a point in this where, you know, because I was on birth control and everything, I talked to you and I'm like, hold on something, something's off today. Like something's off with my hormones. I, I feel like I need help. And you told me to add more food you told me to add salmon. I don't know if you remember this. Oh my gosh, that was a long time ago. It was. You told me add salmon, add um, sesame That's seed. right. Yes, 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 yes. You said something's off with my hormones. I'm doing everything right. I stopped dieting. And yes, and I told you to add the fatty acids. And I said, you know, wild salmon, sesame seeds, mm-hmm. olives, olive oil, avocado. And that for people with PCOS... And for people with Hashimoto is such a winner. Actually, when people tell me they have hormonal imbalance or they 
they think they have insulin resistance. And guys, the way to know you have insulin resistance is when you have stubborn weight gain around your waistline, even though you're doing abs like at the gym like crazy, even though you're running on a treadmill or doing spinning and you're still retaining and, you know, you're still having fat, you know, around your waistline, then that's insulin resistance. Those are the best candidates to go back on fatty acids like avocado, eggs, wild salmon, mackerel, sesame seeds, tahini, all of that stuff before you even have to go to maca, ashwagandha, or vitex. Yeah, and I was like kind of thrown off because I was like, you're telling me to add food instead of take away? Well, this is new to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it worked? It did. And I just remembered what I was trying to talk about earlier. You said lunchtime. In yeah. Argentina, is an, it's another country that takes their sweet time and closes for lunchtime. Two to three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. It's true. It's true. Spain as well. It's, it's very true. And Argentinian are not known to be overweight. Nope. So it's absolutely true. Actually, if I can give advice to anyone that doesn't want to listen to an influencer, that doesn't want to listen to this whole gangster chic bullshit or whatever, <laughs> I will say, look at cultures that you admire and try to follow their ways. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people will say like, well, why do French people look so thin even though they always have wine and cheese? Well, follow their culture. See what they're doing, you know? And chances that will work for you. Places like Brazil. Why are all these models from Brazil? Let's go see how they lived. Like, what do they do? What do they eat? They dance a lot. They laugh a lot. They don't, they exercise a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they... There's so much you can learn from a culture. And I think it's a good start. If you don't want to follow a diet, if you don't want to follow a program, if you don't want to follow a fucking influencer and, or a French crazy woman who lives in Monaco, then grab a culture that, you know, that appeals to you and where people are look the way that you'd like to look and, and look into how they're living. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and also don't, don't settle, um, yeah, we have a disadvantage in America. Yes, you have a disadvantage if, if you have a thyroid issue or if you have PCOS. You know, the disadvantage is real. But it, you can do this. If you're sitting there and you're someone that's like, less, I'm always hungry. This is not going to work for me. I can't intermittent fast. It's not going to work for me. Um, yeah. I am living proof. And I was one of those people. And I am living proof that it will work for you. And that you can become one of those girls that eats, you know, half a burger and feel satisfied and, and you could put it down if that, if you feel satisfied, um, you can become one of those people. You could become naturally thin. I love that. I have one more question being that your baby is still so young. A lot of women use having just had a baby as an excuse. When did you stop doing that and how did you do it? Ooh. I mean, I kind of still, <laughs> I, use, I use them as weight excuse because it, it was kind of Valentino's fault. Let me say. Well, yeah, of course <laughs> you should use them as weight excuse. But I see that you've made so many changes in your life where you never spoke to me about the kids. Like you never sent me a message and said, the baby woke me up all night and I woke up famished. So I didn't intermittent fast and I ate like a pig. However, I've heard a ton of other women do that, but you didn't. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they, I didn't have those days at the beginning. 
Right. Um, I did, but again, the t- time. Okay, and people say this when, when it comes to losing weight. The time is passing by anyway. Yeah, it is. So, okay, fine. Take that day off. You know, eat whatever crap put, you're putting in your body. You hurt your digestive system. You know, stress it out. Blah, blah blah. What are you left with? Did your day go any better? Did it fix anything? No, it it did nothing. But if you make the smallest change and do the best you can with that day and with your circumstance, it's, it's a little change, but it will go a long way. I love that. I really like that. And I like what you said. You didn't, I like what you didn't say. You said, instead of saying, so you may have gained a pound, you said you hurt your digestive system. You looked at it from a medical standpoint, from a gut standpoint. And it's a great way of looking at it. Having the visual of your gut, like you said before, you got a visual, you just envisioned it. And not always thinking, oh, it's the pound that got on, but rather, okay, I exhausted my digestive system. Tomorrow I'll rest it. I think it's a great way of looking at it. It's anti-diet. It's probably a lot less stressful and a lot less demeaning to a woman, especially a woman who just had a gave birth. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, that's something that I had because I deal and you, I don't know how much of this you even, we've even talked about. I don't think I've told you, but I have severe self-esteem issues. I know you told me that. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, and one thing that, that I always did was I, like you said, you know, you've seen people do, I punished my body. Mm -hmm. I did not come from a place of love. I came from a place of hate. Um, and when I made that change, when I started listening to everything, when I started thinking about my digestive system, my body, what I was putting it through, like everything changed for me. That's the best, best results you can have. Come from Never mind the weight loss, but that in itself is the best results one woman can have, I think. Yeah, I mean, you like... You know, when you think about it, I had just had a baby. Like, look what my body just did for me. It gave life. Exactly. You know, so why am I going to go punish it for it? And by the way, the self-esteem issues do not reflect how you look at all. And you know that. I've told you that before. It's you're beautiful. I know exactly what you look like. I've seen many pictures of you more than you put on Instagram. Um, But people will go follow you. And I hope we'll see more and more and more of you. Um, but the self-esteem issues come from something else. They don't come, they definitely don't come from the way you look because you're actually very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, when I, when all is said and done, when I started working on it, I realized that, yeah, it had nothing to do with the way I looked and it's, it's more of a lot of internal stuff that I have going on, but you know, and something that, that really got to me was when you had the experience when one of your daughters was made fun of. Yeah. Um, and that shook me to the core because it happened to me as a child. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an adult. It was one of my parents' friends and it shook me to the core. Those things really stay with you. And for my daughter also, it was an adult and it was actually a health professional. So that was awful. Awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember we were all just so upset that day. Yeah. And, um, and those things stay with you. And I mean, I'm so happy, you know, the way your daughter handled it was awesome. Mm-hmm. you know and it's it's just sad we, we need to change all this and that's why you know people like you people like Lauren people 
oh my god I forgot her name Caroline yeah Caroline yeah Caroline okay (laughs) um you're all making a difference you know and today as of today coming on this podcast telling your story your brave story and very personal story because PCOS is fucking personal you're also one one of them you're you're going to inspire a ton of people and I bet you you're going to also give a lot of hope to a bunch of ladies out there thank you so much Ingrid and I know you're tired of me thanking you but you have (laughs) I'm not tired of you thanking me but I want to tell you to thank yourself so I want to make sure that everyone can find you and we're going to put it on the show notes but for the sake of being very podcast appropriate Tell us where everyone can find you. So you're going to give us your Instagram handle. If you have a Facebook, you're going to give us your Facebook or page and your website. Yes. So I'm most active on Instagram and my handle is at House of Loren. That's House of L-O-R-E-N. And my website is www.houseofloren.com. Perfect. And that's going to be in the show notes. And of course, I'm going to tag you. So everyone is going to get to find you and, and I'm sure please write to me if you follow me I don't be a ghost follower sure <laughs> that everyone is going to freak out when they hear your story that's pretty amazing um I I could talk to you for so much longer because your journey is like amazing and it's maybe for another episode when you lose the last few pounds that you need to lose maybe um, or when you go off the pill so you can, you know, educate the rest of us on how it can be done because you've definitely, you've, you've definitely sharpened your intuition and that's turning you into your own expert and that's why you're here and that's why you're talking to me today. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You know, I love you. And I love I you. And for everyone to listen to and meet you. Same thing. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for having me on and most importantly for inspiring me to open up. It's my honor. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I think this was one of my most informative interviews. I absolutely loved how she stepped up to the plate I know it wasn't easy for her. She was very, very nervous, even though she didn't show it. Uh, But I love how she went into the nitty-gritty details of everything. And I do know there's more she had to say, because after the interview, she sent me a bunch of messages. And I said to her, don't worry, because she kept on saying, oh, my God, we forgot to say that. And I had to say that. And I said to her, don't worry, that's called a vulnerability hangover. After my first big, big podcast interview, I'm not saying that this is her first big podcast interview, but after a podcast interview that was so important in my life, and I do think this was important for Natalia as well because she's never spoken um, and she's never been so outspoken about PCOS and what she's been going through. This is the first time I had vulnerability hangover and that was the Skinny Confidential podcast that I did. And I was with Lauren and Michael for like <laughs> the few hours after that. And we, we drank a little bit. Like I had to have 
wine or a piscine de champagne, something like that. And I kept on looking at Michael specifically because he's the one who led that interview with like an iron fist. He knew how that interview was so important to me and how I wasn't even sure I was going to tell my story before we start recording. Originally, Lauren and I had meant for my interview to be about health, wellness, fitness. And knowing my story... Now, you have to realize Michael and Lauren and my friends, we were hanging out the days before the interview, but Michael knew my story. And Michael, unfortunately, along with Lauren and I think Kim Kelly, who had become also my close friend, had been tagged on Instagram maybe three to four weeks before that by some evil bitch. We all know who she is today, her or her staff. Um, on a post that they wrote and they tagged all three of them and they pretty much exposed something that was not a secret. Mike, I think Michael and Lauren knew I had already told them, but they exposed the fact that I went to jail and called me an ex-con and so on and so forth. And like, how could you trust this woman? Why, why are you giving her the time of day? Anyways, this, I actually reposted this comment about two months ago because it was the anniversary of the time that comment was published and that comment rocked my world it rocked my world because Michael looked at me the second he landed in the south of France and he said Ingrid you have a beautiful story and this woman is trying to turn it into a horrible story where you will be judged and your kids will be judged you have to own the narrative and he was right this is the best advice I've never received. I remember when this happened, Lauren got on Skype with me and I was very upset, not for myself. I never hid my my truth, but I never published it or spoke about it ever so publicly. It had nothing to do with the method or wellness or fitness because I was protecting Dylan, who was not 18 yet. I was protecting my son, who was not 18 yet. I was protecting my children. Dylan's um, story was not at a point where we wanted to share his story yet. He had not graduated yet. We needed to have the success story so we could speak to other parents that had kids that had been or that are on the spectrum. Um, but when... When this happened, it actually propelled me to a whole different level of authenticity and humanity. So what this woman did by posting these horrible comments and tagging Michael, Lauren and Kim was actually changed my life for the better and probably changed many of your lives because I don't think I would have gone into being so transparent with no qualms I was getting to it and anyways writing a book which I'm still working on um, but it definitely forced us to go faster with that and you know the best advice I ever got I ever got was to own the narrative and that advice came from Michael Bostick and Lauren his wife from the Skinny Confidential and you know, they've become my dear friends since they gave me a safe environment and platform to tell my story. And Michael led that interview. And like I said, when we first started recording, right before he said, Ingrid, you don't have to tell your story if you don't want to. 
you can still be very authentic. You show so much of yourself. Your story is yours. You own it. But if you want to, we will give you the the platform. So you just give me a cue. And we started the interview and I introduced myself. And, you know, Michael asked me, he said, like, explain to me. And he wasn't leading to that. He didn't push me. He didn't pressure me or anything. But he he led to how did you get to Monaco? Like what's happened in your life? You know, walk us through your through your life. And I kind of looked him in the eye because obviously we're recording the podcast. We're in my house. We're around my living room table, my dining room table. And I look him in the eye and I'm like, would I lie to my friend? Would I totally bypass the real core of what my story is, who I really am? No, I wouldn't. So why would I to this audience? And I just looked him in the eyes and like glanced at Lauren, who was right there and she's so supportive. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to tell the story. You know, Dylan had been warned that this evil woman over fucking the fact that I was using Gigi crackers and talking about fiber decided to put my kids' well-being, you know, on the line and out there by by saying these horrible things and the way she presented my past. Fuck her, I'm going to tell my real story. And so the reason why I'm telling you this story right after Lorraine sto- sto- um, House of Lorraine's story here is because I recognized right after she finished her interview with me that she had this vulnerability hangover and she started to second guess. She loved the interview, which I'm so happy about because when I finished my interview with the Skinny Confidential and Michael and Lauren, I didn't love the interview. I I was afraid. I was like, oh my God, you know? How is it going to be perceived? How is it going to be received? And we forgot to say this, like, the same type of vulnerability hangover. And so I just want my audience to realize that it's not easy to go on a podcast for the first time and tell your story, whatever your story is, whatever it is, whether you've been suffering from an eating disorder or you've, you know, had PCOS or like Caroline that came on one of my episodes, you had eczema, like no one wants to say they've had shit like that happen to them. So yeah, right after you have vulnerability hangover. And uh, it's not easy. I would know because I had the biggest vulnerability hangover after my interview on, you know, him and her podcast. So um, yeah, I get carried away. I love this episode. I um, need to give a shout out to one of my clients who's become my friends and she's no longer on Instagram. So I know she doesn't follow my day by day the way a lot of you do. I'm not going to say her name, but what I will say is that um, working with me, uh, we, we do mentor sessions together. So we get together on Skype. She's in the United States every two weeks or every 10 days used to be a little more often when she really needed it. And we have our mentor sessions. And what I do is I mentor her. So it's mind to to body power mentoring sessions. And I uh, help her regain full control of her intuition and her mind to body, you know, 
powerful tools. And she wears what we call, what we like to call between us, a Versace armor. And so I know she'll know I'm talking about her when I say that. And the reason for the Versace armor, without going into her intimacy, is because she used to be so vulnerable to outside opinions, things that happened that she had no control over. And with time, I think we're up to our 12th session together. She's finished. She's she's pretty much finished her package with me. She had gone like a, a package. And, and we said that in that time, she would become so powerful, no longer vulnerable to things she cannot control in her life and to what people say, judgment included, or, you know, people that just say things that feel like bullying, um, that she would put that Versace armor on because she loves Versace jewelry and certain Versace pieces. So a big shout out to you. I know you're listening to this podcast um, and I just wanted to say hi. And I wanted to acknowledge the fact that, uh, you know, some of you are actually um, following my adventures on Instagram and many of you do on stories specifically, but some people in my audience don't. And so this is the only way they kind of figure out what I'm up to unless I speak to them like I do with this amazing woman and her gorgeous Versace armor. But I wanted her to know that I know she's listening. And so I know you're listening and I cannot wait for our next session, um, our last two sessions. Uh, but I wanted you to know how proud of you I am. Talking to House of Lauren today, um, I realized how much vulnerability there is out there and how difficult it is to put your story out there to help others. And it makes me respect so many of you. You included my Versace queen. Um, so that's it for that shout out. Let me give you a few updates uh, on what's been happening for Simply Gangster Chic and The Method. So we have since come out with our protein powder, which has been an incredible hit. Because it is vegan, it has Simply Inulin in it. This is why it is called Simply Protein Fibre, which translates to Simply Protein, which is fiberized. It is fiber infused in it. So we have infused it with Simply Inulin. And it is made out of faba broad bean, which is already so high in fiber. This protein powder is so low in carb, but so high in protein content. It is an innovative, um, an innovative solution uh, from Norvegia. And I don't even think you say solution. It's an innovative process that it goes through. Um, and the company is from Norwegia. And um, what happened was that I was looking for, since I hate protein powders, I hate the use, the use of them for meal replacement, like a smoothie in the morning or a shake at night or adding it to a soup at night and just having that. It's, you know, that's not food. Um, but I did need to find a solution for a lot of my vegan clients and vegan audience. I do have, you know, a cookbook, as you know, and it's very carnivore. And I realized that it was not helping everyone. 
Um, and by the same token, I explained it. I went on a live, I think yesterday, uh, and I explained it also on the, pod- on the podcast, but I'll say it again if you're just catching this podcast for the first time. Um, my husband, Gilles, suffered from gout, which is so, so painful. And what gout is, um, it is an extraction of the acid uric that you produce when you eat meat, poultry, fishes, stuff like lentils, peas. There's a lot of things you can't eat when you have gout. And that acid uric go and calcifies in your extremities, usually your foot. And it is a perpetual, very, very painful, painful, painful sort of cramp. I hope I'm describing it right because I've never had it, but I seem suffering and I kind of understand what the pain is. And when he has gout, so he cannot have wine, he cannot have most poultry or meats and very few fishes, um, he can't have lentils, he can't have beans, he can't have peas. So I was like, how do we go vegan some nights of the week? I were such carnivores. You know, I cook mainly Mediterranean Moroccan food, which is a lot of meat, fish and poultry. How the fuck do I do this? And at that point, even though I've been an advocate against protein powders, because I hate the way that it is used nowadays. And I hate the day that the way that diet gurus and dietitians and people that bring protein powders on the market, I hate the way that they market it as a meal replacement um, and that they put it in everything and that they recommend people that eat fish, meat and poultries and eggs and cheese to have it every day, like, uh, like we have in Yulin. I don't think that's normal. Um, I was like, how do I go back on my steps and say that protein powder is okay. Well, I find a protein powder that I feel is the safest, that doesn't have all types of dangerous gums in it and stevia, trivia and whey, which whey is so aging. Dr. Gondry speaks about it all the time. Um, And we speak about it in this podcast as well. So I'm not going to go all over it again, but you know, how do I go back on my steps and and speak about protein powder and say that I'm going to start using it some days of the week uh, so that I can help Jill with his gout? Well, I find something innov- innov- innovative, like, what the hell is wrong with me today? I can't speak. Um, and I did. An innovation from Norway. Um, you might want to go to the product page. We're, gonna, we're going to link it on the show notes. Um, and read how different this protein powder is. And if you are in need of cutting down on your meat, fish, poultry, egg, cheese intake, because let's say you're in the United States and you are afraid of everything that's injected into your fish, meats, and poultries, um, then this is probably the product for you. Uh, but by no means, I'm not going back on what I said about protein powders. I still feel the same. I still think the evil. And I still think that you need to find, if you need extra protein in your diet, you need to find the right one and you need to make sure that there's no shit added that offsets um, the benefits that you were looking for. Whether it's simply protein fibre or anything else. Um, we have relaunched 
our fucking beautiful Moroccan huile de rose, simply huile de rose, rose oil. I did not like the original packaging. I was not absolutely crazy about the design, although I designed it, but I launched fast. That's what I do. I launch fast and then I adjust later. And that's what I did with Simply Rose Oil because the product inside the bottle is just amazing. And when I took my trip to Marrakesh to source it and showed it to all of you, I was just so impatient and exact excited to bring this product out for you. I've been using rose oil for many, many years on my skin. Everybody's been asking me what my secret is. And it, it's rose oil from Marrakesh. So I was so excited to bring the product out that I rushed a little bit through packaging and through label. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bring it out. And when the product does well, I'll revamp it. So we have a new bottle. It is a new air pump and it's absolutely beautiful i'm finally so happy with the design um and we have a new label as well which is so chic and so sexy um and we tried to make the woman on it look a little bit like me although it's been tremendously photoshopped if it's me and probably has gone through the face app younger uh, version of me anyways just you know it's not really me it's just we we made her to look a little bit like me she has green eyes and bright lips um but it's it's super beautiful and 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 um colorful so i hope you'll go check it out on the website we'll put the link on the show notes uh there's a little to go package that has been launched when we revamped the rose oil so it's to go rose oil and it's two 14 milliliters liter vials with um aluminum screw cap it's exactly the same vials as our very suspicious to go simply inulin packs and so that's a pack of two uh, which you can take with you anywhere. So you can take like one vial in your bag, one bag, one in your carry-on. Um, I have one with me all the time. I even use it on my hair when my hair feels dry. Um, and I've been occasionally experiencing a lot of that this summer. Um, what else? We launched the EIP prog program, the extremely important program. Uh, in, sorry, extremely important person program. Uh, and that is an auto shink program for our original Simply Inulin. That's for three months of receiving Simply Inulin, an original jar, once a month to have a guarantee to never be out of Inulin. And it comes with an extremely important person Lux box, which includes, includes full size gifts every month. So we have a gorgeous box, um, with our signature palm tree leaves and gangster chic logos um coming to you with your original simply in your land supply jar um and some full-size gifts so for example this month i think some of the boxes include uh simply the best russell hanout spice and um some um to go lux grande vials for travel uh some of them have the new rose oil in the to-go size. So you have to know that the rose oil to-go size is 14 milliliters, two vials, which comes out to 28 milliliters, which comes out to the same exact quantity that's in the actual bottle. 
So you know that you're getting full size just in different packaging uh, and different repetition. So yeah, the EIP program, we're going to link it on the show notes, is really cool for those of you that want to try some of our products but haven't bought all of them yet um, because you'll be getting some gifts um, with your auto ship supply and um, you will get some special discounts uh, emailed to you like secret discounts you get faster service you have a special concierge with an email um, to email us your questions or inquiries about your orders or whatnot Um, what else comes with EIP yeah EIP has some cool advantages Uh, you also get to have the to-go vials um, in a way that nobody else can get them because to go, the mini Lux to go and the Grande Lux to go vials never are sold on their own. They're either the to go Grande are sold in packs of four. So you have to buy all four if you even just want one. And the mini vials are sold with the refill, which is a big black jar. So with the EIP program, you get to get those without having to get the refill or without getting having to buy four of the big Grande vials. So you get those as a gift and you so you get these very unique sizes without having to get the packages the way we sell them. So that's pretty cool. There are some nice advantages. I want a Lux box. I told Suzanne, I'm like, I want a Lux box. She's like, well, get a Lux box then if it makes you so happy. I don't know, something so special about getting gifts every every month, I think. Um, so yeah, extremely important person is about making our most um, faithful and loyal clients, the ones that want auto ship, uh, feel so special. And I hope it will do just that for you. Um, we have still the ability of working out together, even though I don't take new clients through the virtual platform. The method virtual platform has at the moment six virtual master sessions. One of them was recorded at our transformation retreat at the Grand Hotel du Cap Ferrat here in the south of France. Uh, we have a new session coming out. Um, I think it will come out this week. The reason why it took me so long to release one is because it's been so hot in the south of France and we record those sessions, those videos outside, outdoors, and I'm just so hot that I just can't do it outdoors. Um, I feel like working out for me in extreme heat rises my cortisol levels so, so much and I need to do it indoors and indoors my studio in Monaco. The reason why we don't do the videos there, there's this sort of yellow light there. And this, even though the studio is gorgeous and has so much sunlight because it has gorgeous skylights, um, and views on Monaco, the lighting on the inside is so yellow that the videos weren't coming out right and you can barely see my arms and face. Like whatever is not closed, fully closed with a color, you barely can see. So we can't shoot the master sessions indoors there. Um, and I have to say that I love giving my uh, clients those of you that that do the master sessions on the virtual platform, I love giving you the views of Monaco. I think it's amazing for your cortisol levels. And I kind of didn't want to budge with that. But a new session is coming out this week or next week, I promise. Uh, if you are not on the virtual platform and you are interested in working out 
with me virtually with my videos, you can check it out. The link is on the show notes. I think we went over time on this episode, but hey, it's the first one after this long summer hiatus. So I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to send me your comments, constructive criticisms, or any questions you may have that I have not answered yet. Make sure you always check my highlights first. Uh, or the website, or my stories. Um, but I, your questions are always welcome. Um, and I wish you a beautiful week. Until next week, bisous bisous from beautiful Monaco.